Hello and welcome to The Rainbow Chaser, colorful tales from a struggling actor. My name is Terry Power and today I will be reading episode 6 which is entitled Headshots in Hollywood. One afternoon I was on the set of a commercial and sitting for hours in holding. Holding is the area they keep all the background actors until they are called to the set for filming. Most holding areas are simply set up with folding chairs and tables under an event tent to provide shade from the Southern California sun or any potential rain that might happen. Uh, sometimes there would be juices, teas and coffees on offer and light snacks. Sometimes there would be fans and heaters if needed, and, and much more comfortable surroundings. But mainly it was pretty dull and most of the time uncomfortable. I soon learned to carry books, playing cards, and pads of paper and pens with me to occupy my mind when I was on the set. I started to make friends and on the commercial, shoot, there was one such friend, also an actor, who suggested a photographer to help me get industry standard headshots. When I first arrived in LA, I came with amateur portrait shots and was having to enlarge and copy them into pseudo black and white 8x10s for auditions. Headshots were like your resume. Headshots usually included your resume on the back. And it was important to get really good headshots to be seen for auditions. It was clear from the very beginning that I didn't really know what I was doing from my headshots. These were not only not to the standard of, the mo of most professional actors, and it was a first impression you made when going to auditions and approaching casting directors. I knew I needed to look the part, but the costs for the headshots were astronomical. Not only were the photographer's fees expensive, but then the mass printing costs associated with the headshots, the photos, the photo shoots, the printing, uh, the attached resumes just compounded to the expenditure. I was trying to save up money from my background jobs to get photos, but it was beyond my reach. And it was such a catch-22, to use a cliched term. As an actor, you needed excellent headshots to get great jobs. Yet you had to have great jobs in order to afford the damn excellent headshots. When I told my new friend in holding about my plight, she had the answer for me. Her name was Gabrielle, and she was a budding black comedian. She was constantly having to get new headshots because she routinely changed her hair. It made me laugh how many different hairstyles she would have over even just the course of a month. The venues that she performed at wanted to display her portrait at her gigs, so she found this one photographer that shot quickly, cheaply, but with high quality results. His name was Rod, and she gave me his card. I had earned enough money by that time to purchase a cell phone and I called him up and set up an appointment. 
Rod's studio was connected to his home in the Toluca Lake area and an annex building that was uh, added on to his house. That was his studio. And I was a bit nervous about entering the space when I arrived for my photo shoot. However, I trusted Gabrielle's recommendation and Rod made me feel pretty comfortable at first. He was a portly middle-aged man, slightly balding, and had portraits of all the celebrities he had shot displayed on the walls in his studio. The ones I was most impressed were uh, shots of Anthony Hopkins, Sharon Stone, Robin Williams, and Robert De Niro. I wasn't intimidated by these portraits, but rather impressed, which is what he was wanting to achieve. I became excited by the prospect of being photographed by the man that took Tony Hopkins's headshot. Rod sat me down on a stool in front of a white background and there were lots of lighting on me which made me feel extra hot in that space. We talked about my needs and the budget and, uh, and then he took a few test shots to get a sense of my look. Since these were digital photographs, he was able to share them with me kind of right away and then ask my opinion. I hated them. They were awful because I looked stiff as a board and I told him that in full honesty. Uh, he agreed <laughs> and then he told me I needed to relax. He offered me two things, a glass of wine or a, li a line of coke. Which did I prefer? Welcome to Hollywood! I had never done any drugs in my life and I wasn't about to start, so I opted for the glass of wine. Uh, we, walked, we talked for a while and uh, I changed into another outfit I brought to the shoot with me. And then he took more shots and they were considerably better. I was pleased with the options I had. We ended the session on an alcoholic-induced high. Then, just as I was about to leave, he asked if I was looking for work, to which I replied yes. And then he said that if I was willing to do some nude shots with him, nude shots, nude, <laughs> he would share them with a connection he had in the San Fernando Valley, and they would probably get me work. They were always looking for girl next door types for their adult modeling and filming projects. Now I may have been green in Hollywood, but I certainly knew that the porn industry was thriving in the valley and that young women like me were used and abused on a conveyor belt of dreams. Fame was dangled as a carrot and celebrities like Pamela Anderson and Paris Hilton were used to entice women to take their clothes off to get discovered. This lie of getting uncovered to be discovered never enticed me. I thanked him for the shoot and the offer, but made it clear I wasn't interested in making money by that means. To his credit, Rod remained professional, and my response didn't sway him in the least. He went on explaining the process with the photos after they were developed, 
as though it was business as usual, so much so that in our next session to pick up my proof sheet, I almost forgot that the offer even happened. I was very pleased with my photos, and I used Rod as my professional photographer for the rest of my years as a jobbing actor in Hollywood. This was indicative of my experience in Los Angeles. Often, I was offered drugs and work in adult projects with the nonchalance of attending a dinner party with the host asking if I wanted red or white wine. I was never pressured to partake in anything I didn't wholeheartedly want to be a part of. And if I ever felt such pressure, I was able to excuse myself and leave the situation. I know that I was lucky, as this was not true for many, many young actors I knew, male as well as female, in Hollywood during that time. <laughs>